Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 250. And on this week's episode, I'm talking about the big time money being spent on quarterbacks. This past week, there were some big contracts given out to quarterbacks. Derek Carr, who was released by the Vegas Raiders, signed with the New Orleans Saints a four-year, $150 million deal, 100 of which is fully guaranteed. Geno Smith ends up staying with the Seahawks on a three-year $105 million deal. $52 million will be paid in the first season and $30 million are incentive-based. And the Giants gave Daniel Jones a four-year $160 million deal, 82 of which is guaranteed. We can argue and go back and forth about how good these quarterbacks is, but the consensus is these are not top-tier quarterbacks. Derek Carr was benched by the Raiders. Now he's being given a normal money by another team. Geno Smith was great last year, but you don't know how long that run is going to last. I mean, he's been an NFL starter before, and he wasn't as good as he was last season. And then you have the Daniel Jones situation. You can say he was good because he had a new head coach that knows how to utilize him, but still, his career best in passing touchdowns is 15, and that happened last season. He is not someone that you think of when you think of the best best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not in most people's top 10 and he would struggle to get into the top 15. Out of those free contracts, the one I'm most confused by is Derek Carr. He's a guy who at the end of every NFL season puts up decent stats, but the numbers never lead to winning. The Raiders no longer wanted him. It felt like no one wanted to trade for him, yet they gave him a boatload of money. He, to me, is the figurehead of what's going on with quarterback contracts. Here's some numbers for you. There are 14 quarterbacks next season making $30 million. Daniel Jones has the 8th highest salary at 40, and Derek Carr has the 10th highest salary at 37. Yet there is no one who would put these two anywhere near the list of the top 10 quarterbacks. And we all know whoever is up for contracts at that position is going to set the market, but these numbers are getting ridiculous for guys that most teams do not even want. I will say in the case of Daniel Jones, you can justify it a little bit by saying that he's coming off of a season where he won a playoff game, and he just feels like the typical Giants starting quarterback, like he feels like an Eli Manning type, he feels like a Phil Simms type, a type of guy who's not going to put up ridiculous numbers in the regular season, but might come through when it matters most. I can see Giants fans having that feeling around Daniel Jones, and I can see the Giants saying, hey, we really don't want to give up on this guy. He's not the best player on our team, but we don't want to franchise him and we want to franchise Saquon Barkley. This is the going rate for quarterbacks. We have to give this guy money. We believe in him. Daniel Jones kind of makes sense to me. I know the numbers are ridiculous. I know most people are making fun of this contract more than the Derek Carr one. The Derek Carr one makes absolutely no sense. And I believe the Saints would win more games starting Taysom Hill at quarterback than they will with Derek Carr. I don't think this guy is a winner. I think he's the type of player who's going to put up good stats. You're going to look at the end of his career and ask the question, wow, should this guy be an NFL Hall of Famer? But if you watch him play, you will never have that thought because he has never, except for that second season, felt like an MVP candidate and felt like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a reason right now the New York Jets are desperate to get Aaron Rodgers and wanted absolutely nothing to do with 
Derek Carr. The, remember those reports that said the Jets were telling Derek Carr, if you come to the Jets, you're going to be a Hall of Famer? There's no way the Jets thought of him like that. If they really believed that, he would be a member of the New York Jets. And listen, I fell for him. I thought he was going to have his best season ever with Josh McDaniels as his head coach and his best friend, Devontae Adams, the best receiver with him, but he didn't. He had one of his worst seasons with the Raiders, and now I couldn't be more down on Derek Carr in this contract with the Saints. This makes absolutely no sense. Here are my thoughts on quarterback contracts. If you have to give a quarterback a ton of money, you might as well have that person be a top-tier player. Like, the Eagles are going to have zero problems paying Jalen Hurts. The same with the Bengals with Joe Burrow. There are going to be no questions when they break the bank for those type of players because both of those guys are top five, top ten quarterbacks in this league right now. If you are giving somebody that kind of money, if you are giving Derek Carr that kind of money, he needs to be a top tier player. You can't be spending that kind of money on a guy who some people believe are average to below average. In the NFL, it used to be if you had a placeholder quarterback or you had a guy who was an elite, you did not have to give him a ton of money. You could just have him be the starter and wait to draft the next quarterback that's going to be the face of your franchise. That is no longer the case. Whoever is your starting quarterback is going to break the bank. So my point is that guy better be elite at the position. He can no longer be a game manager. That's why I believe game managers can no longer exist because you can't be paying a game manager $40 million a season. They have to put up 30 to 35 touchdowns and they can't just not turn the ball over. They can't just be guys with high completion percentage. Your quarterback has to be a top three player on your roster and if he's not, you have to seriously question moving on from him. That's exactly what happened with Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield was not bad with the Cleveland Browns. I thought he was an average quarterback who had a good season or two with the team but he was going the opposite way and the Browns did not want to commit that type of money to Baker Mayfield. Now, did they make the right choice by paying that kind of money to Deshaun Watson? Only time will tell, but I do agree with them. They made the right choice by moving on from Baker Mayfield because you can't be paying that guy that kind of money if he's not going to be a top three player on your team. And Baker Mayfield was not a top three player on the Cleveland Browns. I think that's how people should view the position. Is my starting quarterback a top three player? The Titans are another example of this. They have a guy in Ryan Tannehill who is not a top 10 quarterback. He is a decent quarterback. I do believe he is slightly above average. He has shown signs of being a very good quarterback, but he's inconsistent and he's not a top three player on that team. And he has been really bad when they've made the postseason. Their best player is a running back, not a quarterback. And that's why the Titans have not been on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl like a lot of people thought they would. They have a really good head coach. The thing that that team is missing is a quarterback and they're left paying Ryan Tannehill $29 million next season. That is way too much for that kind of quarterback. If you're going to be paying a lot of money to a quarterback, again, it has to be a guy who is a top three player on your roster and Ryan Tannehill is nowhere near a top three player on the Tennessee Titans and I think it is the thing that is holding them back. There are two quarterbacks in the AFC East who I would seriously hesitate with ever giving them the kind of money Daniel Jones just 
has got. And they are Tua Tungavailoa, and it's not just because of the injuries. He put up numbers when he played last year, but is it only because of the talent around him? And the other is Mac Jones, who I think at best will only amount to an average quarterback, and that's fine, but you don't want to pay above average money to an average player. These contracts given to Jones and Carr should scare teams with quarterbacks who are not elite. If you have to pay your average quarterback elite money, you might as well and go get an elite quarterback. And I'll admit this as a fan of the New England Patriots, I am seriously scared that my team is about to spend this kind of money on Mac Jones because look at it. I think there are comparisons to Mac Jones and Daniel Jones. Mac Jones had a good rookie season. Mac Jones had a bad second season because of the bad coaching. Daniel Jones went through some bad coaching. Both of them were ironically coached by Joe Judge. So if Mac Jones goes back to playing like he did as a rookie, I could see him getting this kind of big money deal. My problem with that is, even at his best, I never see him being a top three player on the New England Patriots. And that's my new barometer about what I think a starting quarterback in the NFL should be. A top three player on the roster. And I could never see Mac Jones being a top three member of the New England Patriots. I just view him as an average quarterback. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope he earns that money. I hope he becomes a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I just don't see that happening. And I don't want to see the team give above average money to an average player. And I know what some people are going to say. It's not about the money. You can always get rid of these players. It's all about the guaranteed money. It's not about the contract. I'm talking about the time wasted with these guys as your starting quarterback. You are going to find out if Max Jones should be the franchise quarterback for the New England Patriots next season. And if he doesn't play like one, then you need to move on. My fear is that these guys that are earning these contracts aren't really earning it. I mean, Derek Carr, that is so boring for the Saints to do. At best, Derek Carr will lead the Saints to the postseason and have an early round exit. These are not moves made to try to win a Super Bowl. I think the Daniel Jones one kind of is. Probably not. I don't ever see him winning a Super Bowl. But then again, I never saw Eli Manning winning one. And then that happened. So who knows what's going to happen with the Giants. Dayball is a very good head coach. The same with Pete Carroll. Like, I think he's going to get the very best out of Geno Smith and really it's a $75 million deal because the rest of the $30 million is in incentives so I don't hate that contract given out by Geno Smith it's the Derek Carr contract that really scares me about where the future is headed with the money when it comes to starting NFL quarterbacks because if you're going to be paying somebody $40 million it might as well be a top 10 player I do want to talk about Lamar Jackson for a minute because I know a lot of people are talking about that is collusion going on. Why do teams not want to give this guy that kind of money when they're willing to give Derek Carr that kind of money? Well, some of it probably has to do with the health concerns and some of it has to do with the fact that to get Lamar Jackson right now, you would have to give two first round draft picks. You have to look about how these deals look to your fan base. Bringing in Derek Carr does not excite fans of the New Orleans Saints, but if you brought in Lamar Jackson immediately people would say you have now found the true successor to Drew Brees and you can stop with this going back and forth between very bad veteran quarterbacks like Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. For the Saints to not even be in the discussion to get Lamar Jackson is insane to me. The same for the 
Washington football team. The same for all of these teams, the Commanders, whatever you want to call them. They are a ridiculous franchise because they're willing to spend money on average quarterbacks, but they're not willing to invest in somebody who is undeniably a top 5-10 to 10 quarterback in Lamar Jackson. It doesn't make any sense to me. These teams are so desperate to just give away their money to average quarterbacks, but then when an elite one is available, they're not doing everything and anything to get them. I do believe my New England Patriots should be in on Lamar Jackson. He is a thousand times better than Mac Jones. The New York Jets should be in on Lamar Jackson. Investing in him is better for your future than going after Aaron Rodgers. What is two first round draft picks to teams that usually don't know what they're doing with them? The Jets are terrible at drafting first round draft picks. The Commanders are terrible with their first round draft picks. These are teams that have been rebuilding for the last decade. Bringing in a guy like Lamar Jackson could drastically turn your franchise around. But instead, nope, we just want to give the money to Derek Carr of all people. If Derek Carr is getting that kind of money, I can't wait to see what Jimmy Garoppolo gets. Now, he's the guy who most people think are going to go to the Raiders. And I think he's worth the money. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to an NFC title game as well. Like, that guy has been a proven winner. Now, he has health concerns, but he's way more consistent than Derek Carr. And he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. I think when Jimmy Garoppolo plays, he is a winner. The problem is, is he good enough to give $35 million a year to? Absolutely not. And that's why I think you can't be giving these kind of contracts out to average quarterbacks. If you're going to have to pay these guys this kind of money, then you might as well get yourself an elite quarterback, whether it's going back in the draft and finding one or making a trade for one. We are also seeing in recent years what kind of success you can have when you move on from a good to average quarterback and get yourself a great one. The Rams won after trading Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford and the Buccaneers upgraded from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. Both teams were rewarded with a Super Bowl title. That's how important these positions are in football. The quarterback is everything if you have the right guy. That's why I'm not mad that the Broncos tried to do everything they could to get Russell Wilson. Did they make a smart investment? Probably not. It seems like he's at the tail end of his career, but you have to give them credit for trying. Nobody, when that trade was made, was like, wow, the Broncos are overly paying Russell Wilson. And look, now they have Sean Payne. Maybe he'll be able to turn Wilson and the Broncos around. I like that the Broncos went for it. They were like, if we're going to pay any quarterback, we're going to make it one who's viewed as an elite quarterback. Nobody's going to second guess them signing Russell Wilson because at the time, we all thought it was a great idea. Everyone is second-guessing the Saints signing of Derek Carr because it's boring. It doesn't do anything to move the franchise forward. He is in a very expensive placeholder, and that's the last thing you want to be as an NFL team, that your starter is an expensive placeholder. What Carr is is the safe choice. There's no risk. You know what Derek Carr is at this point. He's not going to all of a sudden play like an MVP candidate again like he did in his second season. Derek Carr, we have seen the best 
best of. There's no moving forward. Maybe it's going to lead to a double-digit win season and you make the postseason, but you'll never be a Super Bowl contending team. If they had gotten Lamar Jackson, we would have viewed the Saints as a real threat. Wow, they have one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. That's how important the position is. And it's not like you would have paid Lamar Jackson that much more money. Yes, there would have been a lot more guaranteed money, but it's still ridiculous numbers, which are already paying Derek Carr. Right now, everyone is mocking the Panthers for trading up and getting the first pick in the NFL draft. Well, at least they're doing something to get an NFL quarterback on their roster. They're probably going to draft C.J. Stroud and make him their franchise quarterback. They're trying to have a top-tier quarterback. They've gone through the Sam Darnolds. They've gone through the Baker Mayfields. They can't rebuild anyone's career. They need to go out and get a franchise quarterback. That should be their number one priority. I think they're making the right choice. Whether they gave up too much to get it, that's another opinion that I don't really have. I like the fact that they are doing everything they can to get a star-caliber quarterback. Because what's the other option. You're going to pay a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo a boatload of money. That's not what the Panthers need. What the Panthers need is a franchise quarterback. And if you're going to pay someone like they are a franchise quarterback, make sure they are a franchise quarterback. Don't be paying the Ryan Tannehill's a boatload of money. Don't be paying the Derek Carr's. Just wait your turn until you get your version of the Patrick Mahomes or the Lamar Jacksons or the Joe Burrows. I mean, there's too many quarterbacks out there that you don't need to be paying the Derek Carr of the world's $37 million to go absolutely nowhere. The Saints should just play anyone, tank next season, and draft a first-round quarterback. There's no reason to be spending that kind of money on average to below average starting quarterbacks. I don't care about the numbers that Derek Carr has put up. He has not become a proven franchise-winning quarterback. And my hope for my own team is that if Mac Jones struggles like he did last year, that they'll decide he's not worth investing in any further. I mean, that would be the absolute worst case scenario is if Mac Jones is as bad as he was last year and still gets a boatload of money to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. I think what we are finding out is there are better options than just paying these guys a boatload of money. What did paying Ryan Tannehill do for the Tennessee Titans? They underachieve almost every season now, and part of it is on the fault of Ryan Tannehill. He is not an above average or an elite quarterback in the NFL. That team needs one. Every team in the NFL needs one. And if you don't have one, don't be paying the average one like he's elite. I'll end on this. The Giants paying Daniel Jones again might end up paying off. I think he could be a good quarterback in the NFL. I think Brian Dayball believes in him. If that guy believes in him, listen, that guy got the very best out of Josh Allen. Is he going to be able to do the same thing for Daniel Jones? I have my doubts, but I'm in wait and see mode. As for Geno Smith, I think the Seahawks had to do that. He had a very good season. It was a good story. The one that I just can't fathom is what the Saints did with Derek Carr, and I'm not here to bash Derek Carr. I just don't believe in him as a starting quarterback for my team. I wouldn't want my team to have him as their starting quarterback. I think the Saints are about to go nowhere, and the Raiders know it. That's why they released him. The fact that a team could release a quarterback that nobody wanted to trade for, and he would get that kind of money is absolutely ridiculous. And the lesson we should all 
get from that is if you don't have an elite quarterback, don't go out and sign the very next one available like he's an elite one. Derek Carr is not elite. The Saints should have waited until they could get their hands on an elite starting quarterback because all they're doing right now is delaying the inevitable. In the next three seasons, they are going to have to draft a quarterback to be the franchise quarterback and fill the hole left by Drew Brees. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Ken McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe.